0: It's only you, because of your goodness, right now, Father, you stand here.
1: Statement With again. My life laid
0: down. i am surrendered
1: now. I give, give you
0: everything. Your goodness is, is running out. It's running
1: out me. With our lives laid down, I surrender all. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you, O God, that we come this morning, O God, and lay everything at your feet. All that we are. All that we have. We lay it at your feet, Lord. And we say today, Lord, we surrender. We surrender and healed to your will. To your way. To your purposes in our life. We heal to your will. We heal to your way. We heal to your purposes in our life. You see, there is something powerful. About coming to that place where you say, God, all that I am, all that I have, I surrender, Lord. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. As we surrender our lives to you, use us for your glory. Be made manifest in our lives and through our lives. In Jesus' name. The book of Mark chapter 6 verses 6 said, And Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. And then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two. And he gave them authority over impure spirits. The other version says he gave them power over demonic spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals but not an extra shirt. When you enter into a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you, or listen to you, leave that place. Shake the dust off your feet as, the, as a testimony against them. But then he goes in verse 12 and he says, They went out and preached that people should repent and drove out demons, anointed many sick people with oil, and they healed them. Amen? There is something powerful that takes place. When we really encounter God, Amen. The Bible says they went around from village to village. Now this is a second encounter. The first encounter that uh, the, that the disciples have, he sends them out, and, uh, and 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 they come back and they said this evil spirit did not leave the boy, and they asked him the question, why didn't the evil spirit leave the boy? He says because these come out by fasting and prayer. But then he comes in in a second, in the second account, and he says, "Now he empowers them to have the power and the authority over demonic spirits." Amen. And I want you to understand there's something when God releases a power and an anointing over your life that gives you a victory over areas that you could not conquer before. Amen. And I'm believing God that God is going to begin to give us power and dominion over principalities and, and powers and spiritual wickedness. We, we got to understand that some of the things, because when they, when they saw the young boy, they saw him as sick. Jesus said, forgive him. And remember when, when, when forgiveness came into his life, healing came. I want you to understand That unforgiveness is a gateway For, de- for the demonic realm in your life yeah. you hear me? Unforgiveness is a gateway and a doorway For the demonic realm to have access To your life And we got to deal with that Amen The second one is that He said these spirits did not leave them Because of your unbelief. The second doorway for the enemy to have an access to your life is unbelief. That means you don't believe that God has the power to deliver you and set you free. When you're praying the prayer of faith over somebody, you don't have the... You say, maybe Lord, if it be your will, Lord. No, no, no. you got to get to the place where you believe. You say, Lord, it is written... It is written that all authority, all power has been given unto us. You've given us the keys. Whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You said you have given us the authority over demons and, and, and spirits upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon you shall trample under your feet. Amen. That's the prophetic promise of the church. So the next time the enemy you sense a spiritual attack, over your home, over your family. I want you to begin to get your praise on. I want you to get your worship on. I want you to get your prayer life engaged. I want you to do warfare because the Bible says he empowered them. He empowered them. And today I pray that even in our worship, in our praise, as we get around the word, may the Lord empower you to come against every onslaught, of the enemy every attack of the enemy amen that we are no longer victims we are no longer powerless amen That means we've been anointed by God. We've been appointed by God. We have been sent by God to begin to establish the purposes of God. So Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a release of an anointing of power. Let there be a release of an anointing that causes breakthrough, that causes demons to flee and sickness to leave. We pray, O God, that healings will come over the lives of your people you say the prayer of faith will heal the sick and god will raise them up i pray for a faith oh god that will not of oh god be diminished a faith oh god that will become stronger and stronger i come against every spirit of doubt we come against every spirit of unbelief we come against every negative voice Every negative word that will be uttered against your sons and daughters, you say to God, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon that is born against your children shall prosper. No tongue, no tongue, no tongue, no tongue that is raised against them shall stand. Become against every demonic against every onslaught of the enemy, every power of the enemy, we declare we take authority over the realm. We take authority over the realm, oh God. Oh God, over this church and, and over this community of Chatsworth, Oh God, we take the authority over every community in Durban. In the name of Jesus. We honor, we honor you We honor you
0: We honor you We honor you Hey
1: Won't you just open up your mouth right there You may be engaging in a warfare this week been engaging in a battle this week. I pray today that you would open up your mouth. Oh God, pray. We cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring into captivity every plan. And every thought of the evil one We declare that this is a day of victory This is a day of breakthrough This is a day of divine answers This is a day of outpouring In the name of Jesus And today we pray That the voice of the enemy will be silenced The voice of the enemy will be silenced We declare today that we come to lift up The name of the Lord We come to lift up the name of the Lord. And so we declare an open heaven over this house and over your people. A place where you speak, O God. A place where your heart is revealed. We say welcome Holy Spirit in this place. Welcome Holy Spirit in this place. We honor you, Lord. We honor you. Just bless us, oh God, just minister to us by your power and by your spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. and everybody said, amen. amen, 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 amen. We're just glad to see all of you here in the house of the Lord together, amen. 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 Are you soldiers in the army of God? Yeah. Have you come ready for battle? Amen. Yeah. Uh, Amen. 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 Today we're just battling. Amen. And we're just trusting God that he has given us the victory. Amen. So greet somebody. Welcome them. Amen. Tell them it is good to see them here. Amen. God bless you. Come on. Shake somebody's hand. Amen. Amen. They need, They just need that smile. Amen. Just show them your smile. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah amen amen we're gonna give god all the praise there's an amazing spirit right now
0: for warfare amen come on let's put our hands together and he calls us his friend amen Oh. Right now, oh, we give you glory, Lord. Come on, yeah, we yeah. We praise His name. There's no one like our no God, Amen. Oh, you're a good, good Father, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we praise Your name. Let's sing, Lord, You are good. Lord, You are good, and Your mercy it forever. Everybody sing. Watch his name. You believe that right now oh he's so so good lord you are good and your mercy and give God praise. Amen. Oh, Father praise God, we thank you right now. You. We raise a hallelujah in the house right now. You. In your sanctuary, oh God. God hey, oh, God. in your presence Father. right now. Come on, we're going to declare right yes. now. Oh, so oh, for oh, oh, yeah, yeah, What is house this morning, let's raise a hallelujah of my enemy come on and raise a hallelujah I raise a hallelujah louder Lord louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah I raise a hallelujah your weapon this morning our weapon is a melody oh let's raise
1: a hallelujah to you, O Lord. We bless you. We glorify you. We lift you up, O God, in the midst of the greatest challenges in our lives. Come on, you may be seated while we're still in an attitude of prayer today. We're going to prepare our hearts to partake of the table of the Lord this morning. But even as we prepare our hearts this morning... All of us face some area of challenge in our lives. And when you're going through it, it doesn't seem like it's possible for you to come out on the other end. But today, the the Bible says that you are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And so it doesn't matter on which part of the, the journey you are on currently, which stage in the journey you are on. What is the challenge that you are facing? See, yours may be different from somebody else's, but it's real. It's real to you. But you need to begin to trust God for his grace, for his wisdom, for his understanding, for his direction over your life. Amen? And so today, we're preparing to partake of the table of the Lord this morning. But uh, if you have the opportunity, won't you just take a moment right now And just come before the Lord and say, Lord, this thing, this area that I'm facing, this area that I'm trusting you for, Lord, you come through for me. You see, some of the greatest prayers you would pray is not about the environment, it's not about the timing, but it's about the sincerity of your heart and the pureness of your heart. God wants to see you doesn't want to hear you say something that you don't really mean. So once you just take a moment you don't have to say it loud you can say it under the breath of your voice but say it if you want to say it loud say it loud there's something powerful about declaration you don't have to live continuously facing the same things over and over again you can experience God's breakthrough in your life Revelation says it like this he says behold I stand at the door and knock if any man will hear me and open the door I will come in and sup with him and he with me. All God is doing is he's waiting for you to invite him in. All he's asking you to do is invite him to be, to come into your life, to show up on your behalf. You don't have to handle it all on your own. You see, you may be younger, And yours may be a different need. But you are important to the purposes of God. Let nothing steal your joy. Let nothing steal your ability to live. To have this abundant life in God. Let nothing steal your ability to enjoy all of the fullness that God has intended for you. This is not what life is. Some of you have deluded yourself into thinking this is as good as it gets. And God is saying greater things than this. I have in store for you. Lord, show up. Lord, show up. Lord, answer prayers. If you would just pray and have faith and believe, all things are possible. All things are possible. I can tell you and I can assure you this week, you will see the answer to that prayer if you would pray it in faith and will not doubt. But we understand there are a few things that hold us back from receiving answered prayers. First thing is unrepentance. So you've got to make sure your relationship with God is right. Secondly is unforgiveness. You have to learn how to forgive and let go. Thirdly is unbelief. Father, I pray for every son and daughter of yours that is in the house today. May they experience a supernatural intervention of God. Let them have a supernatural encounter with God. Let them see how you show up in the events and in the life of man. How you bless us. How you minister to us. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, amen. Bless you, bless you. You know, one of the things I'm going to ask those that are going to help us administer the table to come up as we prepare to do that, I, I want to just remind you that, you know, one of the things is that it is the will of God for you to experience all that God has for you. It is the will of God. Amen? That's important for you to know and understand. But I want you to also understand all of us have free will. That means God will not violate your desire or your free will. That means God won't just show up in your life and do anything in your life without you inviting him in. That means he created you with free will. That means with the gift of choice. But with the choice comes consequences. With the choice comes also blessings. The reality is, that's why he says, I put before you life and death. Choose life. He even gives you the answer. It's almost like a true and false answer and then he says, this is the answer, true. Amen? And I want you to understand today that you have the gift of life that is available to you. You have free choice. You choose what you allow into your life. You choose what, what you allow to influence and affect your life you choose what you what you allow to rule your life and whatever you do not conquer will conquer you that means the things where you feel you are out of control in the area that you feel under out of control in is an area where something else is conquering you you haven't conquered it. And any enemy, any attack of the enemy that you do not overcome will eventually overcome you. So you get to keep no door open. Shut the door. Amen. It's not as easy as I say it. You see, this is, this is a part of it where whether you're young or whether you are older, you got to get to that place where you have to make your own choice. And you got to say, there must be more for my life than just this. Your mom and dad is not your excuse anymore. Your wife or your husband is not your excuse anymore. Because when you stand, you're going to stand before God on your own. And you're going to give an account for your own life. And it doesn't matter what they think or what they've said, or what they've done, you've got a choice to make. Some people you've allowed in your life, some things you've allowed in your life, has been as a result of choice. You've got to make a decision today, like you made a choice initially, you can make a choice today and say, I'm shutting this door. This is not good for me. Amen? And there's nothing wrong with starting today. You don't have to wait for a long time. You can start today. Some of the things that is affecting us today has been affecting us for years, but it's because we've opened the door and we've allowed an access point into our lives. If you can track every attack of the enemy in your life to a, a access point, there's a gateway, there's a doorway, whether it has been just watching a TV program, whether it means hearing a voice of somebody say something, whether it means taking somebody else's advice, whether just coming to yourself and saying, everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it also. It's a choice. So today, as we come to the table of the Lord, you can have victory, even in those areas that we all weak. Understand, the Bible says, for we have all sinned. And come short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. We are all striving. We are all a work in progress. If there's something that could be written on the the forehead of of all of us is, I'm a work in progress. But it's not a justification for callous behavior. For poor decision making. Okay? It's It's a decision to say, God, work on me. I'm actively engaging in you working on my life. Amen. And so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, For I have received of the Lord what I also pass unto you. The Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he says, This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, manner, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So, Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray over your sons and daughters this morning, even as they prepare to partake of the table of the Lord, you minister, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth, you are the spirit of wisdom, you are the spirit of counsel, you are the spirit of might, you are the spirit of, of God. And so today, just minister to the lives of your people in Jesus' name, amen, amen. The worship team will lead us in song. This use the moment, we'll partake of the table together, amen and uh yes your blood was shed for me there's no greater love than this you have overcome you have overcome the grave your glory fills the
0: highest place what can separate me
1: now father as we come before you today as we prepare to partake of the bread that is symbolic of your body that was broken for us, and the cup that is symbolic of the blood that was shed for us, we thank you for the victory of the cross. We thank you for the overcoming, the ministry, and the anointing to overcome. But we also thank you for the promise. That you said you're coming back again. So we endeavor, Lord, to serve you in every sphere of our lives. With everything that is in us. We love you. And we say, Lord, move in our lives. You heard the prayers of your people. I pray for divine encounters. I pray for divine understanding. I pray for answered prayers and divine breakthroughs. Thank you, O God, that the enemy has no power over us. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. You may partake of the emblems, amen. Amen, amen, amen. You may pass your cups to the left-hand side of the row, and Cohen is going to help us there. Amen. Our Sunday school may leave. Amen. Thanks to the worship team. Bless the Lord. Amen, amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. You glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. 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 There's a, a few thoughts that I have in my mind. and and uh, I'm going to just share something as a seed thought. This is not the message for today. I'm building on the, the message that I started last week. On I talked about building your capacity to love. Amen. And uh, so we're talking about building your love capacity. And, uh, and I'm going to sh- talk to you about the love of God, amen? It's not our human love, our, because our human love is selective, amen? Amen? Our ability to love as human beings is selective. We like to be around people that like us, isn't it? We like to be around people that tell us nice things about us. Because it's very conditional. Our human ability to love is conditional is dependent on how you treat me will it be how I treat you amen but this there is a kind of love that comes from God that uh, that that is this agape love of God that exceeds everything else amen and so this is a powerful picture and message for all of us amen and so if you if we're looking for a scripture we in 1 John chapter 4 Thanks. Thanks, Talia. First John chapter 4. And uh, it's really a challenge for us uh, as he writes out to the uh, the, the, the writer of, of, of First John says to us, greater love is no man than this, than a man lay down his life for a friend. Amen. And he talks about this is what the love of God is and it goes on. To define what the love of God is, and he he comes in verses 16, and he says, "So if we so we know and rely on the love God has for us, for God is love." Amen. We rely on this. There's a confidence, and there's a that we know that the very nature and essence of God is that He loves, and whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. Amen. And then he comes on and he says in verse 18, There is no fear in love, for perfect love drives out fear. Amen? So our concept of love as being associated with fear is not real. So he says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Amen? That means you're not loving somebody out of fear. Amen. Because fear has to do with punishment. Amen. Now there there's some very clear words that I said. So anyone who fears is not made in perfect love. So so he talks about love and then he talks about perfect love. And he talks about this in in comparison with us understanding that God is love. And if you have God, then there is Perfect love. He says, we love because we he first loved us. And whoever claims to love God, yet hates his brother or sister, is a liar. Okay, so now brings it closer to home. He says, now, it's, yes, it's okay to talk about your relationship with God. I love you, Lord. And then, then he comes back and he says, now, if you say, I love you, Lord. He says, How's your relationship with your brother and your sister? Now, that's a hard one because some people, some of us got brothers and sisters. Some of us forgot about them. Some of us chose to forget them. So, my challenge to you today is who should we love? Is the love selective? That means, does the Bible give us a choice when to love or who to love? Now, the Bible gives us the benchmark and the standard. The benchmark or the standard is God is love. And he goes on, to says, And whoever does not love his brothers or sisters whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Oh. So now we're working on our vertical relationship with God, but he's saying get your horizontal relationship right. That's where the cross is. There's a vertical relationship between man and God, but there's the horizontal relationship between brother and brother, or brother and sister. Amen? And that's where the rubber meets the road. Because there's a point where that all meets. So we cannot say, this is where the Bible challenges us, and I want to leave the challenge with you. You've got to work it out. All of us got to work it out, right? It says, for whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have, have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And and he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Ah. He comes back and he says, it's not an option. The language is, and he has given us this commandment. Okay. So he's saying, it's almost compulsory. It's not optional. Now, Some of you buy cars and there's optional extras. Do you want heated seats? In Durban, you don't need heated seats, right? So you can leave it out. Do you want 20 inch rooms or 18 inch rooms? Depending on how comfortable you want to be. When you're young, you want 24s. When you're older, you say, hey, more for comfort. I'm built for comfort, not for speed. Yeah? Dep- depends. But the problem with us is we live in a world where we have faced with a lot of options. You go to the shop to buy cereal. Before there was only two types of cereal: jungle oats and multibella. Some of you don't even know about that. Okay? And if you were uh, and if you didn't make it, it was pop, mini meal, whether you want stay pop to and mass. That was breakfast. It we was strong. Our body didn't fight nothing. It was okay. Is it? The problem is we got choice. Now you want Kellogg's, high fiber, low fiber, sweet. Is it? Fruit Loops. Then we want to understand why some people are acting funny a little loopy, <laughs> you know, they're having Fruit Loops and a whole lot of other things, right? But he comes in here and he says, he has given us this commandment, anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. The challenge is that, is there things that hold us back from receiving answered prayers, divine breakthroughs in our lives? And I hear to say to you today, Yes. The Bible says it like this. If you have an ought or you have a problem with your brother or sister, you leave your gift at the altar. You go and you make right, and then you come back. Now it comes back from the biblical understanding of if you have an ought or a fight with your brother, it was the people were bringing their offerings to the Lord. That means they were bringing the offerings into the house of the Lord. And it was a once on the year activity. But the the thing was, in order for the the, the offering to be accepted, they had to make sure that the offering was without spot or without blemish. So what it meant was, they had to make sure their life was right. Because it wasn't built on the guilt of the animal. It was the guilt of the people that was placed on the animal. And so what they said was that you have to make sure that you have to check yourself. When i coming to bring the sacrifice, is everything clear on my side? Right? So the challenge is today we've got this uh, uh, ability even in church where we come together into church, but we kind of say, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows. And it doesn't ba- uh, bother But then you have the challenge is you're praying prayers, but your prayers are not being answered. You're making requests to God, but things are not changing. Sometimes it's getting worse. And And I want to say to you today, the possibility of why things are not changing in your life is because there are areas in your life that is not fully dedicated to the Lord, is not fully in alignment with what God has for you. And so, I want to suggest to you, you got to work certain things out. And the first thing is, how is your relationship with the Lord? Secondly, how is your relationship with your brothers and your sisters? And this is not only your siblings, right? But this is your brothers and sisters in the Lord also. Ah, okay. So, sometimes we got to work everything out. We don't necessarily have to agree on everything. You don't love everybody because you agree with them. Oh, Some of you, it's a revelation. Amen. I want you to know today, you don't have to agree with me to love me. You say, no, 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 pastor. They have to be. No, because everybody is not you. If they have to be you, they're not going to break through. Right? That means you know yourself. And if everybody was like you, okay, Just keep looking straight. Amen. This is important for us to understand. So, so the Bible gives us four types of love. It, it talks about in, 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 the, in the New Testament, in, in the Greek version, he talks about four types of love that is in the Bible, and that God gives us for purposes for today, for us to understand. The first type of love, the the Greek word for it is eros. It basically means the romantic love between a husband and a wife, that is eros. Then there is the second kind of love, which is called stoge. This is described as family love. This is the kind of love that is naturally between parents and children, and brothers and sisters, that means he speaks about that love that is between between family. Now, now the the challenge with it is that in in English we only have one word, love. Now the problem with it is that it's very limited. When you say to someone, "I love you," it doesn't mean what kind of love. So Greek goes a, a little bit deeper and understand that a lot of our formation of the English language comes from Greek and Latin so the so the significance is very important because what it does is it shows us that when they spoke about a type of love they were specific as to what the the level of the relationship was and how that love was was pronounced so we got we got eros love we got storge love then you got phileo love this is brotherly love between friends. This is this is the kind of love that we, we share even in the church. This is the brotherly love. But then there is one more. It talks about agape love. Now, a lot of you would have heard the word agape love. Now, the agape love is basically the God kind of love. Amen? That's the same word that is used in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The the, the definition of this love is that it's God's immeasurable, incomparable love for humankind. It's this unselfish, giving, sacrificial, and unconditional love. So the challenge for us as the body of Christ is to display the agape love of God. That means it's sacrificial, it's 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 unselfish, It's unconditional, and it's giving. It's immeasurable, it's incomparable, and it is, yeah, it's immeasurable and incomparable love for humankind. Now, it begins to raise up the standard because the Bible says in 1 John 4 that God is love. And if you are in God, then the same love of God must be in you. Okay? So understand this. This is the important part. So God is challenging us today, and my challenge to you is show the love of God. Now, the Bible talks about many ways on how we should show love, but there are a few passages of Scripture. In Romans 12, verses 10, it says, Be devoted and give preference to one another. So how do I show the love of God? I prefer someone else over myself. That means it's unselfish love. Now, in the world, we are being conditioned currently to be selfish. It's about me, myself, and I. So the challenge with our social systems in terms of, uh, of our family systems, of our marriage systems, of our homes and society, all of those social systems are breaking down because our definition of love is centered on ourselves. And the more we become selfish and independent, this is the challenge. One of the the greatest tools that has been marketed currently is independence. But we have to understand that we are not independent of anybody else. That means if you are independent of everybody else, that means you can live without everybody else. And no matter how much you say it, you can't. Someone else is washing your clothes. Someone else is ironing your clothes. Imagine if you had to live on your own. Come a month later. You'll be wearing the same shirt. Putting more perfume. And it'll have some mixed smells. Isn't it? You come to the house, the house will be dirty. How many of you... Use the towel and don't worry how the towel gets cleaned. Hopefully using the towel. I mean, we use the shower, but we don't worry about how the shower gets cleaned. Some of us go and sit at the table, You don't know how the food came there. Uh, keep looking straight. <laughs> don't tell us that you don't cook. Right. But there's things that we're not independent, and we'd like to think of ourselves as being independent people, but we all love. Have you ever spent a week with yourself, had no other human contact? You were on your own taking care of yourself for a week. After a while, you don't like yourself. (laughs) You're looking for people. You know, I'm talking about don't phone people, don't text. Don't watch TV, because all that is interaction. So you don't watch anything. You just sit in the room, in your own house, on your own. You don't go see the neighbors. You don't see nothing. You're just there. You go find a place somewhere in the mountain, and you stay there, all on your own. No reception, no cell phone. Some of you will be in the car the next day, saying, hey, this is hard. Because we're not built to be independent, so we're devoted to one another. Then Romans chapter two, uh, 14, verse 19 says, build up one another. Then it, it, it goes on to say, accept one another, care for one another. This is w- what, what the Bible is reaffirming to us is that we got an, abil- uh, an opportunity to invest in the lives of others through ourselves. Amen? Then he goes on to say, serve one another and bear one another's burdens. If you love somebody, you got to also help them bear their burdens. Oh. Now it's okay when they when they're celebrating and we know it's okay when they're not needing you for anything, but it also comes to the place of bearing someone else's burdens. This is a very, very important part. So who should we love? the 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 bible goes on in romans chapter 12 verse 9 and 10 it says love must be sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourself okay so what it does is that it tells us who we're going to love love must be sincere you know you know some people that say hey i love you they say but you're wondering hey you know, don't show it. You don't see it now. There's another portion of scripture that that that, that tells you that love is an action. That means it, it says in First John chapter three verse eighteen. It says, "Dear children, let us not love in words or in speech, but in action and truth." So that means when you when you say you love people. You know, sometimes you in the house you say, hey, they all know I love them. I don't have to say I love them. You know, they, they all know I love them. How do how they, they know I love them. I put a roof over their head. I, I put food on their table. You see the clothes you're wearing. I, uh, uh, I don't have to say I love them. You know. Uh, but the Bible says, love must be not only in words only. That means it doesn't mean it excludes words. You must use your words. Amen? You use your words for everything else. Use your words to express love. What you put out is what you're going to also experience. So if you learn how to put out love, you will receive love. Amen? This is important. Then it goes on to say, us. this is important. Then, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm saying this is important. Romans chapter 13, verse 10. It says, love does no harm to the to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfillment of the law. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers all wrongs. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. That means, have you ever seen the love of a parent for their child? The love of the parent for the child is the purest kind of love. You can be angry with them. You can you can want to kill them. But let somebody else try to kill them. <laughs> you will kill them <laughs> because they want to kill what you wanted to kill. Is it? Because it's your child, is it? Let somebody else talk about your child. You'll forget, my mother threw stone at people, because they're picking on their son. It's serious. It's true. I mean, you know as a young boy growing up, everyone, they can pick on anything. Let them pick on your mother. They say your mother, oh, you're finished. You, you didn't even hear anything else after that. You just, bah. Even if the fellow was bigger, you kicked him on the shin. You did something, at least to say, I did one. You're not supposed to pick on that, is it? There's something about love the, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. I've seen I've, I've seen parents cry for children that are criminals, cause the worst crime, the worst, you know, types of crime. And the mother would cry for this child like he was an angel. And I'm wondering, why? But again, we didn't understand. There were certain areas of their life wasn't right. But their relationship with the mother and the child is different. That's why the Bible speaks about training your children up in the way that they should go. Amen? So you've got to learn how to do no harm to your neighbor. Amen? Then it says, who should we love? We should be kind to one another, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven us. I said to us earlier when we started our service today, One of the gateways the enemy has to our life, one of the spiritual strongholds in our life is unforgiveness. Now all of us have to deal with unforgiveness in our lives. Yours may be different from mine, but the reality is we all have to deal with unforgiveness. If you don't forgive, you create a gateway for the enemy to come into your life. If you want to understand, 80% of people that experience demonic attacks against their lives can be rooted or can be traced back to unforgiveness. And there are many people that sit in church and they are grateful that God forgave them. But they sit with unforgiveness against somebody else. Now, un- when you release unforgiveness, it's not about the other person releasing you. It's about you releasing that person. Whether they accept it or not, it doesn't matter. It's not dependent on anybody forgiving you. You forgive because you have forgiven. You release. Because there are sometimes illnesses that come into our lives because of Unforgiveness. There are certain things that come into our lives, into our homes. Because as soon as you say that person's name, your blood boils, pressure goes up, everything. You know it's unforgiveness. I do not know about you if you have ever went to a function and you saw someone that shouldn't be there, but was invited. And if you had a choice, you would have uninvited them. You know you took them off your Facebook page. You blocked them on WhatsApp. You don't call them. You're dealing with an area of unforgiveness. Release it. If you want to experience this agape love of God, you've got to deal with unforgiveness. You don't love people because they love you. You have to love people even when they've done you wrong. Ah, you have to love people even when, when when they didn't have your best interests at heart. you got to love those that hate you. Hallelujah. Amen? Yeah. And in that way, we heap coals of fire upon the head. It's not that, I'm loving you because God told me love you. I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know this is, You you, you know like you say No, no, you just love them Amen Now it doesn't mean you have to be in their company Doesn't mean you have to go sit in their house And eat their food You have to begin to show the love of God Some of you say Yeah, wrote them off Pastor. Wrote them off Took them out of the books They're not even in my will anymore Be careful. That's an area of unforgiveness. What's guiding that principle is an area of unforgiveness. We can't control how other people behave. We can control how we behave. How many times are you angry with people, but the person that made you angry, they forgot about it, But you, every time you see them, hmm, I, I, I see you. You know, you remember, you go back, backwards. That person is looking at you and wondering, why are you acting like that and that's the worst thing when people act like they didn't do you something and you're wondering how can you act like this? I always say this any worthwhile relationship in your life must be able to endure difficult conversations Any worthwhile relationship in your life must endure difficult conversations. That means, in my house, we have difficult conversations. Like it or lump it, we're all sitting there in the lounge. We'll talk about it, even if it's difficult to hear sometimes. Even if they tell me, hey, you just say, sometimes I don't like it. I'm telling you, you 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 like to hear things that you did wrong. I mean, I don't like to hear. It. Uh, it's me. Maybe it's just me. All of y'all are saints. I thank God. I pray that God will give me the same grace that He gave y'all. You, you know, but when, when when people tell me you got it wrong, I say, "Hmm." I'm sitting, but I'm in my heart. I'm walking. You know, the, but I've learned this is important for my own growth. There are some conversations that you've got to learn how to have. Some of you are avoiding some conversations. Some of you, uh, there some conversations for three years and four years and ten years you're supposed to have. And you're saying, no, I'll pray about it, Pastor. I'll pray about it, Pastor. The Lord said to you, use your words. I'm sent here as an angel of the Lord to tell you this. Use your words. Talk to that person. Have the conversation, and it may not work out the way that you wanted to, but have the conversation because it's necessary for your own healing. It's it's affecting your relationship. Amen. Galatians says it like this: "You, my bro- uh, uh, it, it talks about living in the Spirit. You, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom." to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Basically, the scripture is saying the way you love others. Remember the the account of the Good Samaritan. He asked, who's your neighbor? And the neighbor is anybody that comes into your life because we know the Good Samaritan goes to a man that he did not even know and he healed it. You know, he helped to re- help restore him. So, who's your neighbor? The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The reflection of how you love yourself is seen in how you love others. Amen. And I pray that if we have more people projecting the love of God, there'll be less challenges in families, in homes, in relationships. Some of our children are not getting married because they see what marriage is in the house. Amen? May they be able to see. Even if we have a, a, a difference of opinion, let it be done and handled in love. Amen? Because you don't want your children there when they're 50 years old sitting in your house, and I say, what happened by when you're getting married? Yeah. You should say, hey. There's a time, right? I, I, I normally say for the guys in the church, 28 years old. By the time you're 28, you should be married. Right? Some of you getting close. 28. Amen. No, Calden is okay. It's okay. His father is saying he got a long way. He's got news for his father. Amen. But, <laughs> the <laughs> bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Calden wants to go inside the chair. Amen. Amen. But you know what? The reality is trust God. Build your homes in love. Come, let's just bow our heads together. The scriptures challenges us to express and experience the love of God. Father, I pray over each and every one of your sons and daughters that are here today. Minister to them. Some of you that are here today would have to make a phone call to somebody and say, I forgive you, I release you. Some of you, they may not be ready for the conversation, but you in prayer say, Lord, I release that area of unforgiveness right now. But today, all of us in some level have been hurt by others. And sometimes in certain areas of our lives, we are not living our full life because there are some areas of our lives where we are hiding the hurt and the pain. But God is saying that is not His design for you. It's the love of God that has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that convinces us there is more. So my challenge to each one of you today Increase your love capacity. Increase your ability to show, demonstrate the love of God. And wherever you go, may the love of God, what you share, also be shared to you. May you experience this unconditional love of God. For every one of you that is struggling with condemnation and you feel not worthy, you don't feel good enough, I want you to understand the scripture says there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. God is not a father that is sitting there only looking at your wrongs, but he is a loving father. He is a gracious father. And so today, Father, help. For every young person that may have been dealing with some rejection, dealing with some hurt in their lives, God, let the love of God come over them. Let them experience this agape love of God. Not this love in this world that is temporal, this love in this world that that is based on what I can get and what you can give me. But let them understand genuine love. I pray for every single person that is in the room. That is saying, God, I'm trusting you for a relationship. I'm trusting you for direction in my life. Father, I pray, direct them. For every young man and woman, oh God, that is in this place. Father, I pray, oh God, that you will bring right relationships. Right people into their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus bless them. And everybody said amen and amen, amen, amen. Come, let's just stand together.